Okay, good evening. We are again here, Bezer Hashem, continuing Perek Shvi. Last night we began this uh, last and final Perek of Shara Bitochim, Perek Shvi. And Mr. Chavasavava says, after we've now completed everything that there is to know about Bitochim, at least as much as we can comprehend, and us, that means with the help of the Chavasavavas, so now he's going to reserve the last parak to tell us what the mafsidim of bitachin is. What can be detrimental? What could prevent the person from having this bitachin and retaining this bitachin? And as well, in the process, he's going to give us ten different levels of bitachin. So like we began <clears throat> last night, is the first couple of mafsidim, the first two items that he has on the list over here, Rabbeinu Bachia. In what is a mafsid, what's considered something that could be harmful to one's bitochen. The first thing is that the the simple the simple knowledge or the lack thereof of knowing what a Kajbogu's capability is. The sikhlus, the ignorance to know that a Kajbogu is all capable, Kajbogu runs the world and everything in it. Kodesh renews the world all the time, every single day, and gives life again to every single person, controlling everything that happens in a person's day. And besides the Bayre, besides that, the omnipotence of Hashem, the all-mightiness of Hashem, but the Midas of Ataivais. And this is a point that we've mentioned early on when the Chavaz of Abbas is dealing with Bitochen, there's, of course, a much higher level of Bitochen when you're dealing with Tzadikim. And Tzadikim like to be dealt with in Amidah Sadin. They want to be dealt with with strict judgment. Why? That's because they refuse to give up an iota of the ultimate reward in Elam Abba. Like Yaakov Avinu, even though he was promised by Kodesh Baruch Hu that he'll be protected, still it says... Yaakov was afraid. And Rabbi Chonon Zatzal, Rabbi Chonon explains, what was he afraid? He was afraid. As the Gemara tells us, he was worried maybe he did something wrong. He did an Avera that may have cost him this, this promise from Hashem. Which that's because Yaakov Avinu lived on a level that if he was not 100% perfect and deserving of all of the Rachamim of Hashem, more than Rachamim, if all of the Din of Hashem, if he was not 100% deserving of everything that HaKadosh Baruch was going to give him, he didn't want it. He didn't want a freebie. He didn't want Rachmanus. But that's for Yaakov Avinu and the likes. But for most of mankind, us included, we rely on the Rachim of Hashem. We rely that we're going to do mitzvahs, and a Kosh Baruch who says, you're going to do mitzvahs, and you're going to do good, you'll do your part. Hashem says, I'm going to shower you with goodness. And the Bitochen that we have is the hopefulness. That's what Bitochen means according to Rabbi Yain. It's the tikva. It's the hope. We hope that a Kosh Baruch will provide for us. Now, even if we're doing things that are not 100% right, even if we're not perfect, and therefore from the strict letter of the law, from the strict justice of HaKadosh Baruch who would deal with us that way, there would be no way we would survive, no way we could hope for anything. So what we do is, we'll, we'll, we'll store that away for another time. We'll take care of that issue at a different date. Hopefully we'll have more time 
and when we get better and we're ready to address those issues, those Averis, we'll do the proper tshuva and we'll get back on track. But we hope all the time for Gershbog who's Rachamim. And that's what he's saying over here. Hanagose Aleim, the Midois of Ataivas, Agashboch, who's abundant Rachamim that he has for the world. And that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping for, for the Chesed of Hashem, the Racham of Hashem. We now go on to the next Mafsid. Umayhem. Still right in the beginning of the first paragraph here in Perikshvi. Umayhem, another one of the items that could be harmful to a person's bitachin is Sikhlusai. The person's ignorance, the mitzvah sabayre yisbarach, with the need to do Hashem's mitzvahs, and what comes from that. Ritzayni leimer, says the Chavazov, what I mean to say is toirosoy, Hashem's toira, Hashem's commandments, Hashem's instructions, which is clear in the toira, and a divrei chazal. Asher hizir level of tachbay, that through doing them, through accomplishing Hashem's mitzvahs, HaKadosh Baruch says, then you can rely on me. And he brings a fascinating example of this. like the Pasuk says, Where does this come from? It's a Pasuk in Malachi. But the background of what he means over here, is really based on the Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara in Tainus, Daftes, tells us that one time Rabbi Eichanan met his nephew, the son of Reish Lakish. He met his nephew, his sister's son. It was a little boy, came home from, from the Cheder. Uh, and Rabbi Eichanan said, No, tell me, tell me, what did you learn today in the yeshiva? So he said, I learned the Pesach. Aser ta aser, eis kol you should give Meiser, you should give Meiser from all of Yatua. So, then he asked Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says, Aser ta Aser. What does that mean? Yeah? What does Aser ta Aser mean? So Rabbi Yechanan explained to him that it means the double Lushen is Aser Bishvil Shetis Asher. Give Meiser, give a tenth of all of your produce, Give you tzedakah in order that you should be uh, become rich. So the little boy asked Rabbi Yechanan, "How do we know that? How do we know that that's the pshat? How do we know that that's true?" So Rabbi Yechanan says, "Go test it out. You'll see it's true." I know a balabas about thirty years ago, maybe even more, maybe close to forty years ago. His rav once told him this gemara. And the Rav told him, Aser to Aser. You give Meiser, you'll become rich. Hashem will give back to you. He didn't know any Chochmas. He didn't know any better this Balabas. He said, that's what it says? I believe that. And that's it. And he took upon himself from that day on, he's going to give Meiser. A tenth of all his earnings. Uh, but no shortcuts. No finding any loopholes. A tenth of all his earnings. Tzedakah. The person now is giving way more than a tenth of his earnings, and he was blessed with Oisher. His Amun Pshuta. That's what the, the Pasik says, that's what the Pasik means, that's a Chazal interpret the Pasik, that's what the Rav said, Amin. And he, Baruch Hashem was blessed by Akash Baruch with Oisher, and he continues to give many, many dollars to Tzedakah. So the boy asked Rabbi Yechanan, is that permissible? Doesn't the Pasik says, Pasik says, 
You're not allowed to test out Hashem. How can you tell me go test it out? Give it to the dog, you'll see become rich. You're not allowed to test Hashem. So Rabbi Yechina told him in the name of Rabbi except for this. You can't test Hashem in any other area except for this. Because the Pasuk tells us, the Pasuk in Novi says that you should bring the Pasuk in Malachi, this Pasuk. Hey, has Bring all your vices to the storehouses. Viterabavesi. You'll put all your tzedakah there. And you could test me out with this. Hashem says, take it to the bank. This you could test me out. And you'll see. Hashem says, you'll see, I'm going to shower you with brocha. Meaning like, more than sufficient. Which the Gemara says, "Ad bleidai, ad sheyivulusiv seisechen milamidai." There's going to come a point where the the person has so much, he's going to say, "Hashem, it's enough, it's enough." We haven't gotten to that point yet, but that's what the Gemara says. Hashem is going to continue to give and give and give. So Rabbi Yechonon was telling his his nephew here, by this mitzvah of meiser of tzedakah, you could test out Hashem. So what is the Chavos Avav is bringing in this pasuk? It seems to be that this is a, a model. This is an example of a mitzvah that when you do mitzvahs, Hashem will pay you back. And he's using this particular mitzvah. Why this mitzvah? So there's a beautiful marshal from the Dumna Magid. Dumna Magid says that there was a merchant who came with his wagon loaded with, with material to sell. And he comes piled high material and he gets people says I want 20 sheets I want 30 sheets of it I want 40 sheets so he says okay fine let me get it down for you but the person says no but I need him to be I need him to be 50 inches long so the merchant says don't wait to 50 inches long he says listen and I I, I, can I, can I, I, can, I need to measure it how do I know so the merchant says listen I'll show you one so he pulls out one of them that was not even a, a very expensive one. Pulls it out. He says, look, measure it. 50 inches, exactly 50 inches. He says, you see, I, all of my material, all 50 inches long. Nope. So the the buyer saw, that's what he has. All of his material are 50 inches long. He wants 20, he wants 30, he wants 40. That's the marshal. What's the nimshal? So the Dubna Magid says that the Rebbeinu Shalelem says like this. Says HaGadosh Baruch Hu, I really pay back for all mitzvahs. But I'll show you one mitzvah that is so counterintuitive. Here I'm telling you, here's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is, take your money and give it away. Take your hard-earned produce and take a tenth of it and put it into a different storehouse. 90% is for you and 10% is for me, Hashem says. And you're going to give it away and Hashem says, with giving it away, you're going to get more. That's counterintuitive. Give away your money, you get more money. Shem says, test me out with this one. So it's something that is sort of, it shows that HaKadosh Baruch Hu indeed is in control. And when we do his ruts, we do his mysteries, we do his Torah, Hashem says, then I'm going to bless you. Then I'll give you. Now, it doesn't always happen immediately. Like we see from the parasha now with Avram Avinu. He's tested, even though Hashem says, Lech lecha, you go, and I'll make you a great nation. I'll make you rich. I'll make you famous. I'll give you children. He comes to Eretz Canaan, and what happens? Forget being rich and famous. He couldn't even buy any food. There was a famine. 
You can have, be as wealthy as you want. There's no food to be had. <laughs> where's the well? Is where's all this bracha? Hashem says, "I'm not ready to give you that bracha yet. It's going to come yet. Sometimes I test you out a little bit more. So we have to be patient." But Hashem says, "Even one mitzvah where I allow you to be, allow myself to be tested." Test me out with this mitzvah of tzedakah of Meiser. But from there, the Chavos of Abbas is saying, from there we can then extrapolate to all mitzvahs. And Hashem says, you're going to get paid back. And with that, you could rely on Hashem. Asher, here's above, with this mitzvah, Hashem tells us that we can be seimach in Him, we can rely on Him. We can have our security in HaKadosh Baruch You should trust in Hashem forever and ever. Not only for immediately, because you may have to wait a little bit more. You have to be patient. But forever and ever you have to trust Hashem. And that's what he's saying here. If some people, they're, they're foolish. They don't realize. They think, no, no, no. I have to work the way I know it to be. The way I see the world works. Cut corners over here. Don't keep every halak and shulchan aruch. Then I'm going to become a wealthy man. Hashem says, that's not the way it works. You do exactly the mitzvah sabayris barach. You keep his Torah. You do what a Baruch Hu wants us to do. Then we can rely on his rachamim. Then we can rely on Bukhanun and that Hashem says, I pay back for all mitzvahs. Person who wouldn't know this, a person who's ignorant about this fact, how could he have be talking? Of course he doesn't have be talking. He doesn't know what he's having, but he's able to rely on what he's supposed to rely on. So therefore, this could be one of the things that are detrimental to a person's be talking. Therefore, he's saying this is indeed something that we need to know. We have to know this that we do a who's rotsen, and then a who does his part. A who takes care of us, a who will provide for us, and that's to be talking that we could have. A good tenacht.